Welcome to the official Substack of Brandon Ritchie podcast and blog. Today's date is December the 9th, 2023. The title of today's episode is Thunderdome. And there are three areas I want to highlight here before I get into the nuts and bolts of everything. The first highlight is, what do I consider to be the biggest irritation for society? The second is, what is the significant meaning of the of the phrase, two men enter, one man leaves, in the context of our current societal dilemma? Highlight number three is, who were the Visigoths and why are they significant now more than ever? Okay. Preface, quote, let your plans be dark and impenetrable as night, and when you move, fall like a thunderbolt. People ask me sometimes, Brandon, why do you put so much time and energy into your podcast and blog? Whenever I hear that question, I find myself asking them if they have ever read the blog or listened to the podcast in the first place given their question. If they answer no, then I tell them to go and listen so they can understand that had they done so, they wouldn't have to had asked the question in the first place. If they answer yes, then I ask them why they're asking the question given the fact that they claim to listen. For the yes people, I also add that if I'm talking to them about such a conversation, I'll remind them of how blessed they are to be living in the United States. I'll point to how they've been able to live a comfortable life only because so many other people that lived before them fought like hell and even ended up dead, broke, and even in many instances lost their families and friends to the horrors of war so they could enjoy this very conversation. To elaborate on this, I will usually take the opportunity to remind them that freedoms and rights that they take for granted, as outlined in the Constitution, do not exist anywhere else in the world the way they do here. Then I tell them and show them the evidence of how communism has creeped into our society in an attempt to take all of those very important freedoms away. And then I circle back to the original question of why I feel of why I feel the need to devote so much time and energy into this podcast and blog. Then I tell them that all I'm doing is simply pointing out and highlighting the reality of circumstances that are taking place across the globe, as well as right here at home. I don't know about you, but the biggest irritation to me are people that refuse to accept reality. I would borrow that that old phrase, quote, I hate to break it to you, end quote. But then again, I don't hate breaking the reality to people that refuse to acknowledge it. And if you've been listening to this show for a while, then hopefully you feel the same way. All I can do is work to be honest. Whether you like the reality of the global situation you find us all in at the moment or not is irrelevant because reality is literally coming to kick in your front door. Once again, the purpose of this blog and podcast is to purposely drive a narrative to challenge your current mode of thinking. Look at it this way. At least I'm being honest and upfront with you about that fact. At least you know I'm not a media shill for some multi-million dollar corporate donor that is trying to feed you a narrative that they won't push out into the public, which for the record has led all of us to this point of economic turmoil and the overall threat of societal destruction. You must understand the environment that you're living in if you want to make a difference as an individual to contribute to fighting this war with the communist. Do you want this war with the inimicus to be won by the enemy? Or do you want to do everything within your power as an individual to contribute to taking the fight to the inimicus? I can tell you right now I'm doing everything in my power to challenge people's thinking and to build a coalition 
utilizing this platform to get us all on the same page so that we can all, in a unified front, put the enemy into, into our crosshairs. This all starts within your own household. This starts with your family. This all starts with you. Uh, before I continue, I want to interject for a moment to give you a quick few announcements here that I do traditionally on the show. If you are tuning in to this podcast and blog for the first time, the entire purpose, the entire reason for this podcast and blog is to serve as a map for helping you and those around you to be a zenith during chaotic times. And that term zenith means I want you at your peak, your tip top at your best. This all comes from my coaching background, having been 20 years in the fitness industry. If you are a first-time listener or a first-time reader, uh, if you come to the, the podcast here, scroll down below the fold, or if you go to brandonritchie.substack.com, if you're not here already, then you can subscribe, and you can subscribe as a free member and get uh, notified immediately to your email inbox on a regular basis every time there's a new episode published. You can uh, also become a paid subscriber if you want to put your support of the message and to support a Freedom First messaging platform on Hyperdrive. So basically, if you donate financially, it costs about it averages out to about the cost of a cup of coffee per month. It's about $80 for the annual subscription. Uh, if you look at below the fold on the Substack there, you'll see that there's a button for a 20% discount on the annual subscription there. Also, I'm available on alternative platforms such as Spotify, TuneIn, Pocket Cast, Apple, all of those other alternative platforms. And if you are on those and listening right now, take a moment to give it a five-star review, a five-star rating, particularly on Spotify. Hit the follow button, give it a five-star rating. It helps me to overcome the suppression of the platform on those algorithms. The more engagement that you give, it will boost this show and this message into the forefront of everything there. All right, heading Two men enter, one man leaves. Welcome to Thunderdome. Thunderdome is obviously the title of today's episode, and I got that term Thunderdome from the third installment of the epic 1985 action film Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, starring Mel Gibson and Tina Turner. Being a Gen Xer, I grew up on some of the most epic action films ever made, and I'd be doing both Mel Gibson and Tina Turner a disservice if I didn't credit them with being a huge influence over my generation with both Turner's music and with Gibson's movies. The plot of the movie follows a lone roving warrior in a post-apocalyptic environment where he finds himself exiled to the desert and ends up encountering a surviving congregation of a child cult. These children happen to reside in an encampment inside of an oasis that centers around a crash Boeing 747. One of the members of the child group stumbles upon Max after he is near death from being exiled from a dangerous outpost known as Bartertown. Max had previously ended up in Bartertown due to his search for trying to find out who was responsible for the theft of his vehicle. While Max is there, he encounters the leader of Bartertown, Anti-Entity. That was played by Tina Turner. She offers to resupply Max for his loss if he agrees to complete a task for her. Since everyone is living in a post-apocalyptic future due to nuclear fallout, resources are quite scarce, and so Anti-Entity explains to Max that Bartertown's precious energy comes from a subterranean refinery called Underworld. 
As we come to learn, Underworld is a segment of Barter Town that turns pig feces into methane, and this refinery is run by a resourceful dwarf by the name of Master. As it goes, Master is attached to a formidable escort named Blaster, who serves as Master's bodyguard, with Master riding around on his shoulders of this imposing figure as Master Blaster. If you're unfamiliar with the Mad Max franchise, and this sounds like a wild story to you, then you'd be correct. Uh, so the back, so back to the story. Auntie Entity is concerned about holding on to her seat and power over Barter Town, as Master Blaster has started to challenge her for control of Barter Town. This is where she sees an opportunity to utilize Max in order to kill Blaster, so that she can more easily subvert Master to carry out her will and plan for governing over the post-apocalyptic city. Source: Wikipedia. Ultimately, Max is able to sneak into the underworld in an attempt to size up Master Blaster, but in the process he befriends another character named Pig Killer, who was sentenced to work there and subsequently got both his name and punishment for slaughtering a pig in order to feed his family. To me, this is a brief but powerful example that sort of illustrates just how tough the world is in the setting of this story. When Master Blaster learns that the new vehicle that he has acquired belongs to Max, he forces Max to disarm a booby trap. However, when Max completes this task, he manages to set off an alarm, and this is where Max discovers that Blaster seems to have a weakness as he is hypersensitive to a high-pitched sound. When Max returns to the surface, he discovers he's not getting any help from Auntie, Auntie as she tells Max that the law in Barter Towns for settling disputes, demands a fight to the death inside an ironclad caged arena known as Thunderdome. This is where two men enter, one man leaves. Max publicly accuses Master of stealing his vehicle, which results in a battle being scheduled inside Thunderdome between Max and Blaster. From here, the fight ensues, and the giant is dominating Max until Max blows on a whistle he has in his possession, causing Blaster to grab his own head in pain, exposing the weakness Max had observed with Blaster earlier. After this happens, Max manages to knock Blaster's helmet off of his head and is prepared to kill him. However, once Max sees Blaster, he realizes that he has an intellectual disability and stops himself. It's at this point that he reveals Auntie's plot to everyone and Master threatens to shut down the refinery. As a result, she has Blaster killed. This allows Auntie to terrorize Master to keep the refinery running, and since Mac broke, Max broke their deal, this is where he's ultimately exiled and is found by the member of the Child Cargo Cult, where I began at the beginning of this episode. The significance of pointing out this story with Max inside Thunderdome is that his fight was a result of the inevitable power struggle that was starting to fester there regarding the control of Barter Town. Essentially, Max's role had nothing to do with the turmoil that was already taking place inside Barter Town. He simply served as the catalyst to set the course of the story on a different path, which I won't bother to tell you the rest of the story, but you get the idea. The point here is that you and I are sort of taking on the role of Max in this story of real life, while those in the establishment power of government are struggling to hold on to what they have so that they can use us for our wealth and resources. The dilemma we all find ourselves in seems to be one similar to Max, where the forces that are in control are willing to go to great lengths in order to maintain their current trajectory of power 
which involves the complete extraction of wealth as they sell out our country to the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP. After all, with a name like Bartertown, you can rest assured that the economic situation of such a place was undoubtedly one of scarce resources. When examining the realignment of our modern-day world, you can see the decline of the United States at every turn. But this isn't happening by accident. The intentional act of trying to transform the United States into its own version of a, of a barter town, like we can see in this Mad Max movie, is being done on purpose. In fact, this is being done by elites in this country that are making more money on the selling out of the country, which is resulting in more of a national suicide rather than the country falling due to a lack of resources. What makes this observation even more absurd is that the resources in the United States aren't at all like Bartertown whatsoever, where things are scarce. At least, they don't have to be. You see, the resources inside of the United States are not only plentiful, but they're abundant. This is what makes this modern-day situation so insane, because the problems we're facing as a nation are all man-made by corrupt communist fascist morons that are intentionally not allowing the use of those resources but are rather selling the access to those resources over to our enemies. So what we have here is a clear battle between two modern-day ideological positions that cannot coexist here in the United States. No, this is not the typical Republican versus Democrat or conservative versus liberal political cycle. If you're viewing this fight through those lenses, you're not even recognizing what this fight is about in the least. This fight is between global authoritarian communist fascists versus people who simply believe in their country and their individual sovereignty. That's the fight, period. In other words, you either want to support a globalist totalitarian state with the current regime in the White House, along with the trajectory they have us on with 40-year record high inflation, the onset of World War III, economic destruction, suppression of free speech, domestic terrorism, etc., or you would rather have liberty, freedom, health, wealth, growth, and abundant opportunity. It really is that simple in terms of this ideological battle. Two men enter, one man leaves. Heading, the Visigoths. The Roman Empire was huge. At its peak, it had amassed in its size to be about 1.9 million square miles of territory stretching through Europe, North Africa, and Western Asia. However, because Rome had grown to be such a massive empire, it didn't come without problems. In fact, Rome was plagued by many relentless barbarian attacks. When you couple this with the fact that Rome had become so large and spread so thin, it found itself becoming less and less stable over time. As a quick observation, this sounds eerily similar to the modern-day United States under, under the control of the current corrupt globalist system. However, due to its sheer size, it was more difficult to transport needed resources from one area to another. Additionally, it took much longer for communications to reach from one far end of Rome to the other, with sometimes taking weeks to send and receive messages. In the 4th century AD, a clan known as the Visigoths and had separated from the Ostrogoths and would repeatedly run raids on Rome, leading to the establishment of kingdoms in Spain and Gaul. Source, Britannica. Essentially, the Visigoths were attacked by the Huns and were driven southbound towards the Roman Empire. At this time, the Visigoths were allowed to enter into Rome 
but were given certain conditions and demands upon their entry that were agreements set forth in exchange for their stay. As it turns out, the Visigoths didn't care much for the conditions, and this would ultimately lead them to the revolt where they plundered the Balkan provinces. On August the 9th, 378, they defeated the army of the Roman Emperor Valens out on the plains of Adrianople, killing the emperor, although for four more years the Visigoths would continue to wander searching for a place to settle after their tumultuous and violent journey into Rome. In October of 382, Theodosius I would end up selling the Visigoths in Moesia, modern-day Serbia, but it didn't come without a major task that he would impose upon them, and that task would be that the Visigoths would be responsible for, the, for defending the frontier. This would work for a little while, as the Visigoths would remain there in Moesia until 395, where, under the leadership of Alaric the Visigoth, they would leave and move southbound towards Greece, and then would make their way over to Italy. Here at this point, they would end up repeatedly invading the territories from 401 onward. Ultimately, their depredations would collectively reach a climax and result in the sack of Rome in 410, source Britannica. Now, unless you've been living under a rock or going out of your way to practice that very irritating trait of apathy with everything going on in the world, then you would already know that we're dealing with a modern-day invasion that is not unlike the invasion of the Visigoths back during the Roman Empire. The great Steve Bannon astutely points this out on a regular basis, and I would have to agree with him a thousand percent. We are literally watching the so-called elite globalists and communists inside of our country going out of their way to rapidly push our United States Republic in the direction of the Roman Empire. In fact, in just the last few days down at Eagle Pass, Texas, a Border Patrol agent reportedly having caught 17,000 illegal migrants, which doesn't include the gotaways or the numbers being processed at the port of entry. According to this agent, this was the largest influx of illegal immigration in the past three years, and just this past Tuesday, December 5th, 2023, he reported having seen the highest number of encounters in a single day, numbering around 12,000 migrants invading the country. If this doesn't interest you or isn't exciting enough news for you to sit there and digest, then consider the following numbers of illegal Chinese nationals that were arrested here in 2023. The numbers illegally coming into the states hit a whopping 24,000 being apprehended compared to the fact that fewer than 15,000 were caught coming into the United States over the previous 10 years, according to the New York Times source the New York Times. Who would have thought? Once again, this doesn't include the gotaways, and several people are saying now that several tens of thousands of Chinese national fighting age men are in the country illegally, and this doesn't even factor in the number of young men piling in from the Middle East. With numbers like these, it's easy to understand that none of this is by accident, nor is it anywhere close to being normal. This is a full-blown invasion, just like the Visigoths when they rolled into the Roman Empire. And there's absolutely no doubt about this. This is especially obvious when looking at the geopolitical instability concerning everything with China, the Middle East, and the corrupt CCP puppets that reside right inside of our own White House right this very minute. Heading the wrap-up. 
So when we take just a few extra minutes to connect the dots here, both you and I can see where our areas of concern should be right here and now. Going back to my opening point where I stated that people refusing to accept reality is the biggest irritation to me, this is why. Because when you consider the aggressive behavior of the CCP in the South China Sea towards Taiwan, and then look at the record numbers of illegal Chinese nationals invading our country, how could you not be concerned? When you look at what's happening with Israel and Palestine and the record numbers of illegals invading and entering our country, how could you not be concerned? When you look at the BRICS nations organizing to de-dollarize, meanwhile, our own federal government is talking about a centralized digital bank currency, CDBC, how could you not be concerned? When you have a corrupt Manchurian candidate sitting in the White House whose own son has a laptop condemning his corruption and grifting with the CCP with actual hard evidence of bank statements and a money trail, how could you not be concerned? When the Visigoths entered into Rome, it was the straw that broke the camel's back for the Roman Empire. If you are willfully refusing to accept the reality that we are at war on our own soil, then I'd encourage you to reread the opening Sun Tzu quote that I led today's episode off with at the beginning. If you don't accept this harsh reality, then when the enemy does move on you, then they will drop like a thunderbolt. Now, I'm not here to simply point out the problems and leave you feeling like a nail that has gotten smashed over the head over and over again by a hammer of despair. No, I don't want you to feel demoralized because that's exactly what the Anemicus wants, but that is not what I want. As you know, I always like to point to solutions and the actions that you and I can take daily lead to big positive outcomes while also keeping the enemy on their back heel and eventually forces them into retreat. Keep in mind that unlike the good citizens of Rome during the time of the Visigoths where communication would take weeks to travel for a simple call for help, here right now in 2023, communication is instant and at the touch of a button directly on that device you're using to read and or listen to this podcast and blog. With that in mind, Put that communication power to use by spreading the information with a touch of a button right on that device you're using to read or listen to this episode. I want you to understand that the power that you wield is as an individual because it's immense. Remember that the entire point of this podcast and blog is to serve as a map for helping you and those around you to be a zenith during chaotic times. And to be that zenith, you must understand that everything starts with you and the actions that you choose to take daily as an individual. Those actions lead to certain results, but without those actions, there is no result. Therefore, the power you wield matters. Unlike the citizens of Rome not having the immediate power of communication, the way you do the way you do now, they also didn't have the ability to wield immediate financial and economic warfare the way you do now with a touch of a button. The fact that you don't have to ride or send a trustee on horseback with a bag full of gold to a person in need these days is quite a powerful difference. After all, if I refuse this, if I use this platform as an example, I have had some financial donors and some paid members to give to this platform. As this happens, I'm then able to take that financial donation and to allocate it towards more content creation, 
more advertising, and it frees me up to do more networking for, for collaborations with others so the platform can grow and the message can spread. Whenever someone joins this Substack as a paid member, the support drives the existence of the messaging because it supports my efforts in making all of it possible. Without that support, I wouldn't be able to invest the time and energy to research, write, record, edit, and market to spread the message of freedom. In short, you have personal power that is immense, and I'm here to remind you and to encourage you to utilize that power because the hour is late in our country. Getting depressed and demoralized about everything that is going wrong is not the solution. Taking the bull by the horns and focusing on your individual action plan to make an impact to defeat the Anemicus is the only solution, and it works. Remember that two men enter, one man leaves, and let's make sure that it's the emissaries of freedom that walk out of Thunderdome victorious over the communist. Be a man or woman of action. Be an emissary of freedom. I hope you enjoyed today's article podcast. If so, I hope you would choose to support this platform as part of the Patriot economy as well. Be an emissary of freedom and help to push this piece out to your friends, family, and co-workers. One way you can do this right now is by joining me and giving me a like here on Public SQ. This platform is directly tied to the support of a Freedom First movement by allowing you to line up your purchasing power with businesses that share your values. In order for both you and me to influence and strengthen our society, we must not stay idle. So please make sure you hit the subscribe and share buttons here below. Spreading messages like this one is how we influence our culture, and I need your help in order to do it. Also, listen to this episode here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Pocket Cast. If you like this uh, podcast and the message, please take a moment to give it a five-star rating on the Spotify platform. Also, to connect with me, make sure you join me here on Twitter, Facebook, Getter, and now Substack social media called Notes. Stay strong, stay focused, stay active, and have a great day.